Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. Uh, like I said, we're here for our 90th episode of the Talk That Talk Show. Uh, we got big things in store for you tonight. Shout out to Kevin Kavarsky on our Instagram live stream. Shout out to God Bless, uh, Zach House, Stephanie Cabrera, and also the people on our Facebook live stream. But I'm super excited to be here today. Um, like I said, we, we, we're here in our 90th episode. And to say that, you know, we've now eclipsed 10,000 downloads. We officially eclipsed 10,000 downloads. Um, like I said, we've been streamed in over what? I think it's like over a thousand different cities. And I think it was something like, I think over 300 different countries. So to get to that point, like I said, I want to thank everybody that continues to tune into this show live, whether it be Facebook or Instagram live. You know, you guys are the reason why I'm able to, to reach uh, thousands of different people in different states and countries and give them a chance at this Talk That Talk show. Um, you know, to be able to, to be here um, from where it just started to where, you know, we made long sleeves of the first shirt that I ever made and, you know, we're pretty close to selling those out too. So, you know, it's, it's been a long road, but it's also been a road that, you know, I've definitely had to take some chances on too. Um, you know, we've had a whole bunch of different guests here on the show. Um, we've taken some chances, some different topics, but, you know, at the end of the day, when you're trying to create a quality product and you're trying to create something that'll stand the test of time, you know, you gotta be able to, you know, not be afraid to take risks. And, you know, one of the things that I actually had, you know, I had Chinese today and, you know, I always take a look at the fortune cookie sometimes. But one of the things that it said was fortune sides with him who dares. And I think that that was so appropriate for me here and especially with this show because, you know, at the end of the day, you, sh you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So when you come into this, you know, you know, excuse my French, but, you know, not giving a fuck what people think, you know, it's a very strong message and it's something that I hang my hat on. And I think it's a reason why people are proud to wear this Talk That Talk Show shirt because at the end of the day, this isn't just a logo. This isn't just merch. This isn't even just a podcast with the support that you guys give me each and every week and the people that want to come on this show and showcase who they are. That's the reason why this is a movement. And I thank you all for being a part of this movement each and every week. And that's how we've been able to get to 10,000 downloads and beyond. So, you know, like I said, I got a big, big time episode lined up for you. If you guys are fight fans, you're going to be really in for a treat here. I got two amazing guys that are going to come on here and, and talk about some of their experiences. So, you know, definitely fasten your seatbelts because it's going to be a, a nice ride for us today on the Talk That Talk show. Before I have... Um, before I get into it, I want to thank our sponsors. Shout out to VW Liquors located in Wick Plaza, Edison, New Jersey. Guys, we are a show based out of Edison, New Jersey. We got a lot of people that watch this show from Edison. And a lot of people don't even take into account the discount. All right, you go into the VW Liquors and tell them you watch that Talk That Talk show. You get a 10% discount, all right? So please, I go there for a good reason because it's the best area in town. Please hit them up over at VW Liquors. Also want to give a shout out to Air We Are. They got the best heating and air conditioning needs in the south side. Hit up my boy Jeff over there. He's doing big things. Also want to give a shout out to 13 and a Half Clothing Company, my boy Angelo. He's got an impressive line. Uh, he started from the ground up and straight from the south side of Edison. So, you know, you got to support local businesses there. Also want to give a big shout out to my man Savion Gaynor over at Skydive Socks. He's making custom stuff that's absolutely killing the game. If you want some custom threads, 
please hit him up over there. Also want to give a shout out to my boy at 91s.com. Uh, Cody Bromley's got some of the best acid wash apparel in the game. And then finally, excuse me, want to hit up Joe Snow and Maria over at New York Life, helping people to get their financial freedom every single day. You know, we, I know we're getting some extra money here and, you know, got some of those stimuluses coming up. If you want to find a great way to invest that or, or get yourself some residual income, hit them up over there at New York Life and they'll help you put you on a path towards you want to go. And then finally, got to hit up my boy uh, Timmy Hugo over at Ink Parlor, who's helping me put together some incredible threads through this Talk That Talk show. Hopefully, we will be able to rock out with um, you know some re-releases of the hoodies soon, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned. My boy Jeff said, oofs, Rocky's Cotton Candy. If you guys already know, I'm a huge, huge fan of the hats, so I had to break out my cotton candy, which came in today. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a Mets fan as always, but I saw this Rocky's color combination. I was like, yo, take my money, Hat Club, take it. But uh, without further ado, guys... Um, I'm all about highlighting people that are from this town. I love this place where I live in Edison, New Jersey. Um, I think that we got amazing people that come out of here, great thinkers, great doers, you know, most importantly. But, you know, I definitely want to thank this person for coming here on the show. Also, big shout out to Kevin Rosa for linking us up, for putting this together, man. It also means a lot when you have your friends that are thinking in your better interest and try and help you progress through too. So big shout out to Kevin Rosa. But without further ado... I got a hometown hero here. He's a local boxer. Uh, definitely a real good guy that you're going to want to know here and talk to. So please, everyone, put your drink up and give us a big warm welcome for my boy Kevin Barry Coleman. Yeah. What's up, Kev? How you doing, man? Not much, man. How are you? Uh, I'm feeling good, bro. There's your mic right there. But uh, So for everybody out there that doesn't know, you know, who is Kevin Barry Coleman, man? Well, you know, I'm actually, I'm originally from Metuchen. Okay, originally right? from Metuchen. I got a lot of boys uh, are from Edison, so, but uh, I'm 23 years old. You know, I enjoy the sport of boxing you know, and uh, what it has to offer. Yeah. Too, so that's just about me. I'm 23 from Metuchen. A lot of my boys are from Edison, you know. Also saying I'm from Edison, a lot of people give me crap. They're like, yo, you're not from Edison, but... I love Edison, man. I got a lot of people in Edison. Hey, Kev, let's put it this way. You're you're a good dude, so we take you in as the Edison, man. Yeah, but, uh, okay. I like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like that a lot. But, no, Pete, real quick, um, you know, I know that you're a big-time boxer, right? So, you know, how kind of tell us how you got into boxing and, you know, how you kind of got that love for boxing. Well, it, um, ever since I was, like, a little kid, I was a little kid, and uh, I come from a big family and whatnot. I come from a family of fighters. You know, my dad fought, and... Uh, Growing up, whenever there was a big fight on TV, we'll always watch this. You know, we'll order the pay per view, mm -hmm. order the fight, watch the fight, and I always thought it was interesting. But uh, my biggest uh, love at first was actually wrestling. Really? So I really enjoyed wrestling. My mom put me in wrestling when I was in uh, second grade, actually. Mm -hmm. So I wrestled from second grade all the way throughout high school, and I wrestled. I was a you know good wrestler, and then. My dad, you know, he was a fighter himself, so kind of just like growing up, you know, he would just show a couple of things and whatnot. But the way I got into boxing is I was actually living up in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Okay, shout you know? out to Providence. Providence, Rhode Island, 401. Okay, you know the I mean? 401. So the way I got into it, I was living up there, and I was like, you know, man, like, I'm not competing in wrestling, you know, I want to compete, you know. So I was like, I went on my Google, okay. and I was like, boxing gyms near me, <laughs> right? 
A whole bunch mm-hmm. of boxing gyms came down. Uh-huh. And I just picked the first one. And, you know, shout out to Big Six Boxing, Providence, uh, out there at Douglas Avenue. Yes. So what happened was, you know, I saw boxing gyms near me, looked it up. How far was it? It was like one and a half miles away. Mm-hmm. So I, that day, you know, I just went in there with a bag and I walked in. Mm. And they're like, oh, what's up? And I was like, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, learn how to box, sign up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing that. So that's that's basically how I got into boxing. You know, I just one day I was like, you know what? I want to box. Wow, and I'm I'm glad you took that first step, man. And you know, I guess for for me, like you know, we just talked about, you know, you gotta the, that successor, you know, fortune comes to those who dare, right? So like, you know, what was it that you know I think really propelled you to just get into that gym? You know, that was like, you know what, this is the day where I'm gonna hit that that boxing gym. Well, you know, um, kind of just growing up, you know, I see like before I even started boxing, I was a big fan of boxing, mm-hmm. and um. I saw these dudes on TV and just the way they moved and the way they threw their punch. I, I just kind of thought it was really cool, you know, growing up watching all these great fighters. And I just kind of just wanted to be like them, kind of, you know. I just, yeah. to know. I just wanted to know how it felt to be in that gym, you know. Facts. Now, we also see and also is that, like, you know, this has been this big surge of MMA. And, like, it's a very, you know, highlighted sport and a lot, very popular now. So, like, what kind of was this deciding factor for you and where it was like, you know, I want to go to boxing as opposed to MMA or did you ever think to maybe go into MMA? Yeah, I've, I've thought about it. And like right now, like today, like I train with a lot of MMA guys, a mm-hmm. lot of top notch MMA guys coming out of New Jersey, like, you know, pros, high class amateurs. And I, I do that. And the reason why I chose boxing was kind of cause it's like, you know, uh, my father, for instance, you know, he was a good boxer mm-hmm. and uh, he was from Ireland. So I was like, you know what? He box, I want to box. You Facts. know what I mean? So got that Irish boxing that, style. That's what I wanted to do, you know? So mm-hmm. instead of me saying, hey, let me go to MMA, I was like, let me do boxing first, get my hands right before I even do anything. Okay. Yeah. Dope. And um, I think that another thing, too, is like, especially when we play basketball, you know, I, I, I go to different states and you play, di- and you see that there's different styles, right? You know, you go down south and it's more of a slower paced game, but, you yeah. know, here in the East Coast, it's faster paced. Do you see that there was, you know, from you training in Providence and then also training here in Jersey, you know, was there a big difference as far as the style of boxing? Um, it, it Not necessarily, you know, like uh, it depends sometimes. Like, for instance, up in Providence, mm-hmm. the gym I went to, again, shout out to Big Six, man. Ooh, best, big best, six, big six. best gym in New England, Big Six boxing, you Ooh. know. Um, over there, it's a small gym, you know. Mm-hmm. But the best fighters all around come from that small gym, you know. It's like. It's just a ring and a couple bags, you know. Facts. So, um, it's it, it all depends, you know. In the sport of boxing, you know, there is like different things. Like you got someone that could be a lefty, something who could be a righty. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, from moving back from Providence to Jersey, it was kind of you know, what gym am I gonna train at now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, and then. I just had a, you know, I looked up boxing gyms near me when I got back to Jersey, and I saw New Brunswick had a boxing gym, so I started going there for a little bit. Now, when you, now, I guess, like, when you got into the gym, you know, now you've been training for a while, right? Like, what was the process, or how did it get to where you kind of got yourself into, like, an amateur fighter? You got into those fights. Uh, well, I got a funny story then. <laughs> All right, let's, let's hear this. So we love story. funny stories here. So... Living up in Providence, right? I was uh, I was 19 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, I was living with a couple of my buddies up there. And uh, believe it or not, I was only two weeks into boxing. Okay. Before I got my first fight. Wow, that yeah. two weeks, Sheesh, two, man. two weeks into boxing, and usually it takes uh, it's usually a little bit longer. You know, you gotta be tra- some guys have to train for like you know, you know, a year or whatever before they get an amateur fight. 
for my trainer up there, Paul Shorts, aka Stingray. Okay, shout out to Stingray. Stingray. And um, you know, he was like my first day of sparring was like three days into the gym. Mm-hmm. And he was like, You're a natural counter puncher, man. You're a natural Ooh. counter puncher. And I was like, I you know, I'm new to this, so you know, I don't really know. I was like, All right. So two weeks go by, you know, I wake up one morning. I'm eating. Uh, for those that know me, I love strawberry donuts. Strawberry uh, donuts. That's I that's the key. I love strawberry donuts, right? <laughs> okay. Strawberry donuts. I can house down my record. House down ten strawberry donuts in one sitting. Damn, no problem. Ten, right? bro. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm with my buddy, and we're sitting there. I'm eating, you know, countless amounts of strawberry donuts, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm only two weeks into boxing, and I get a phone call. It's my trainer, Stingray. I'm like, Yo, what's up, Sting? He's like, Hey, yo, we got you a fight. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, in my head, I'm thinking like a month, two from now. I was like, all right, when? He goes, tonight. Oh, <laughs> shit. And you just housed like, what, 10 donuts, a man? Cu- a couple donuts and a couple oh, beers. Oh, my a, gosh. A couple beers the night before, too, you know? Oh, man. So I was like, in my head, I'm like, damn, tonight? Man? I was like, all right. I was like, all right. I was like, I was like, all right, where at? He goes, don't worry, where at? He's like, be at the gym in three hours. Mm. So I met him at the gym. I met him at Big Six at the gym. Like you know, um, a few hours after the phone call, and I had to I had to make weight. I was fighting at 165, mm. and I was like weighing like 167. Meanwhile, I didn't know I was fighting. You know, I was only two weeks into boxing. You know, yeah. So now I'm also not only am I overweight, I also my nerves are high. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wrestled over you know hundreds of matches, but now it's like this is a boxing fight. You know, so I had to make weight. I made the weight no problem. Mm-hmm. But then uh, we're driving up. To, the fight was in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Okay. We're driving for Providence to Bridgewater. It's about an hour drive. And meanwhile, while we're driving, I'm like, I'm only two weeks into boxing. Am I ready to fight, man? <laughs> you like, starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> I'm sweating a little bit. I'm starting to get some butterflies in my system and whatnot. And I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm kind of scared, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared. But, you know, it all worked out. So I go to the I, I go to the show and, uh, you know, weigh in. I see my opponent, you know, and then we just fought and I, I won the fight. Hey, you know, I won there the fight. you go. I won the fight. On, on short notice at that, too, man. That's huge, I bro. I won the fight, yeah. But uh, I guess, like, you know, now that you've you know had a couple fights under your belt and you've kind of wiggled off that rust a little bit, um, you know, what is would you say is, like, your mentality when you go into a fight? Like, what, where's your mind at, like, right before you're about to step in that ring? Well, now, since I've been fighting for a few years, my mind is just, like, I'm um, – I'm going to go after it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, with not just boxing and all combat sports, it's all it's not just a physical thing. It's all mental as well. Mm. So my first couple, you know, my first fight, for instance, I was, you know, I was scared. I wasn't scared of the person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, I'm very competitive and I was scared to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't take losing too, uh, too well. But now that the fighter that I am now, you know, it's either you win or you learn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. My mentality going into a fight now is just, you know, just go out there and have fun. Facts. You know what I mean? And have uh, also one thing is have no fear as well. You know what I mean? So For sure. No fear. And and I think that, uh, you know, that's a, a great thing to have because, you know, when you come through with no fear, you're able to, you know, give your best version of yourself, man. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's cool that, you know, you talk a little bit about your Irish roots and the Irish heritage and kind of yep. like how you got into boxing. So, you know, I know there's Mickey Ward out there. He's one of the toughest as they come. I know yep. they had the movie on him. But, you know, besides for Mickey, is there any, like, people outside of him or your father that have been big boxing influences on you? Um, 
I would probably, besides watching the fights growing up and watching all those big guys, you know, I would probably say Mike Tyson. You mm. know, I like I like the Mike Tyson story. You know, how Facts. He, he dealt with adversity and whatnot, and you know, he was just you know a, tr- a troubled teenager and got in the sport of boxing, and that's the one thing too, like uh, what combat sports have to offer. You know, this either, you know it saves it saves people. You know what I mean? So oh, I would yeah. say Mike Tyson definitely influenced me. I like his style. You know, just going in there, brawling it out. Basically, yeah. yeah. Now, I know with you as a big boxing aficionado and somebody that definitely, you know, practices it and, you know, fights as well, you know, you, I'm sure you're, like you said, a big fan of seeing these big fights and these big guys out there. And I know one of the biggest, you know, boxing fights that we have to look forward to is that Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury fight. So off the rip right now, if we got to ask you, who are you taking, Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua? I think it's a good fight, but I'm gonna go with Tyson Fury. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, can, you, can you say why? I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Tyson Fury because you know, Tyson Fury in uh, going into the Deontay Wilder fight, for instance. You mm-hmm. know, Deontay Wilder being a like a really powerful puncher that you know that one hitter quitter knockout punch. Mm-hmm. You know, the way Tyson Fury he took that knockdown in the twelfth round, no one thought he was gonna get up. You know what I mean? He got up, and before that knockdown, he controlled the whole fight. And yes. for a heavyweight, for someone that weighs, you know. 260-something pounds, man. He moves like someone that's like 130 oh, pounds. Oh, yeah. His footwork is there, man. And the re- and uh, no, I'm not even knocking Anthony Joshua. I think he's a good fighter. But um, you see like the one fight that he fought, Andy Ruiz, he went to deep waters. Yeah, vulnerable, very yeah. vulnerable. And um, he, he, you know, he, he ended up you know paying the price for it. And nice. I think Tyson Fury's got the, uh, the boxing skill set to really outbox Anthony Joshua. And people think Tyson Fury doesn't even have power, but Tyson Fury actually does have power. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and that's the thing, too. Like, you know, they talk about his jaw because, like you said, for him to get up for one of those Deontay Wilder shots, I mean, I think that was kind of like what they correlated with with uh, Dustin Poirier, how he took that first shot from Connor. He kind of got confidence from yeah. that. So, you know, I think that Tyson Fury is one of those guys that, you know, when he gets hit, it's almost like he gets stronger, you know? Yeah, 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 just like that, basically. Like, even with that Dustin Poirier shot, like, sometimes when you get hit in a fight, it wakes you up. You yeah. Know what I mean? There was one fight, uh, it was the finals of, uh, it was up in Massachusetts again. It was for the Rocky Marciano belt, right? I fought this big kid. Wow. And it was the first round, and he hit me with a hard shot. Ooh. You know what I mean? I'm like, and when he hit me with it, I was like, damn, that shit hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I took a step back after he hit me, and I was like, that that, that kid hits fucking hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, it woke me up, though. I was like, all right, I'm in a fight. So mm-hmm. now I got to dog it out, and I got to fight, basically. Facts. And, and yo, I, that, 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 let's put it this way. Uh, Mike Tyson, one of your guys, Mike Tyson, he always says he says that um, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face. You yeah, know it's saying? true, right? So, like... How much real game planning do you do when it comes into a fight? Like, are you looking at a guy's like tape and seeing what his tendencies are? Or are you just fa- you know, you know, training base wise? So, um, the difference between pros and amateurs, right? When you're mm-hmm. like uh, pros, certain pros, like you know who you're gonna fight, you know, yeah. a couple months prior. Amateurs going to the show, most of the time you don't know who you're gonna fight. Oh wow, that's so you crazy. Just, especially in boxing, you know, MMA, like you. You, you'll know who you're fighting, like, you know, a couple weeks before sometimes. But in boxing, you don't know who you're fighting. Yeah. You just go there, you weigh in. Whoever weighs in next to you, you're like, I'm fighting him. <laughs> and you don't know anything about him, you know what I mean? Damn. You don't know if he's a righty or a lefty. You know, most fighters are righties, but some can fight both. Yeah. So um, going into the fight the way I train for it, I just, you know, I'm training, getting ready for the fight and whatnot. And then whatever he brings at me, I'm going to have to adapt to it, you know? Yeah. And I think that that adaptability is what, you know, has gotten you some success there because I think that, 
you know, a lot of times when you have certain boxers, they always talk about, you know, boxing styles and how well they match up and yeah. stuff. And if you're able to, you know, adapt well, you know, obviously then you can fight anybody. So yeah. is there any, like, fight in your mind that, like, sticks out that was, like, one of your favorites and for and for what reason? Um, I have a lot of fights that sticks out. But you know what? I'm going to say a really uh, – I remember watching this fight live. It was uh, – an Irish guy, his name's John Duddy. Okay, John right? Duddy. And he fought a really tough, uh, a really tough Mexican fighter. His mm-hmm. name was Dory Boy Compass. And that fight always stuck out to me, and it still sticks out to me today. You know, I watch the fight on YouTube, you know, at least once a month. Mm-hmm. And um, going into the fight, John Duddy, you know, he only had about you know twenty something fights, but he was like he was like twenty three and zero at the time, mm-hmm. uh, 24, 25 and zero, and he was fighting a, a dude that had 90 something wins under his belt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So this was like a really big testing fight for him. And in the beginning rounds, he was getting chipped up a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. But in the later rounds, you know, he started to grow. Mm-hmm. He came back and ended up winning the fight, you know what Jeez. I mean? So he came so back on him. He came back and won the fight. And But it just wasn't a fight where, like, boom, boom, move out the way. It was like a fight, like, put your hands up, mm-hmm. I put my hands up, and we're just going to bang it out. Yeah. So I saw that, and I was like, that that, that fight's cool, you know. I, that's my favorite fight, and I... I, I like watching that fight to this day, you know. Hey, it's yeah. on YouTube. Definitely check it out if you got the time. Yeah, definitely, man. And you know, I think that that's dope that you have those type of fights that you're able to come back to and, you know, pretty much, you know, relive, you know, multiple times. But, you know, I think that uh, one thing that I definitely wanted to ask you with you having, you know, your boxing background, um, you know, when you get older, obviously we're going to want to have kids and, you know, we're going to have that point. So, you know, when that point comes – you know, are you, is that going to be something that you kind of like try and get your, your kids into or uh, encouraging them to box? Or is that something that you're going to try and steer them towards other sports? I mean, I would I would like to have my kids box, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wouldn't push it on them, you know, because Fact. there's one thing just not with boxing, just combat sports in general. It's it's not a nice sport, you know. It's not, it's not fun getting punched in the face, kicked in the head, or getting choked out or something like that. Yeah. So, But the one thing, you know, for me is that um, – not just boxing taught me a lot in the ring. It's taught taught me a lot outside, you know what mm. I mean? And same with wrestling as well. Anyone that wrestled out there or had boxing or whatnot, it doesn't always it doesn't just teach you about the sport. I, I, you know, it teaches you discipline, you know, have confidence and whatnot. So I wouldn't mind having my kids uh, you know, end up boxing or doing wrestling, you know. It would make me happy, but if they don't want to do it, they don't gotta do it. But <laughs> I mean maybe they won't have a choice. We'll see. Hey, nah, it's all good, man. Hey, at least, at least you're giving them a fair shot, but um, you know it's definitely good to have you on here, Kev. And you know I, I'm I'm let's put it this way I'm I'm happy to just share this space with you. And, you know, talk boxing, and, and and I can see that you know you do have a love for this sport, man. And and that and that goes a long way, especially when they talk about you know the desire and the will of fighters. And I think that you know as long as you still have that desire and you have that will, you know you you'll fight for as long as you want to, man. So. Oh, yeah. You know, my question to you, you know, in closing before we, you know, transition is that, you know, for any of those young fighters out there that are looking to try and get in the ring or if they're looking up to you and say, hey, I want to be like Kevin Barry Coleman, you know, (laughs) what type of advice can you give them or to those young fighters that are trying to get in the ring? Well, you know, I would say definitely do it, you know. It's definitely good to know. But my advice will be to was uh, don't get discouraged. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I won't even lie. I won't even front. I got discouraged a few times, you know. And I had a fear when I first started boxing that I was afraid to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, everybody, you know? is, right? You know, but it's not that I was just afraid of losing. I was afraid what other people would think. You mm. know what I mean? You know, so 
there would be some fights where, you know, I get a little bit stage fright if people are watching me fight, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I just, not only do I want to lose, I don't want to look stupid, you know? Yeah. So, you know, don't get discouraged and, you know, go out there and just have fun, you know, learn the science behind boxing. You know, it's always cool to uh, always cool to know and just, you know, block out the haters too, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, block, there's always going to be someone, you know, knocking you, you know what I mean? So just, you know, don't get discouraged, train hard, you know, and get after it, that's all. Hey, well, thank you so much, Kev, for you know giving some words of advice to our people out there. And I think that if anybody can can learn anything, they can learn that you know you put enough effort in there and you put enough of your heart into it, great results are going to come out of that. So once again, thank you so much for coming yeah. on here, Kev. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you a lot. Thank you, uh, thank you for having me. You know, again, you know, uh, shout out to Big Six Boxing. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't ever got into boxing. You know, they opened me uh, open arms. Also, shout out to Lionheart Boxing, you know. Big time. Yeah, my coach now, you know, he's uh, really helped me out, Coach Ash. So, shout out to them as well. Okay, yeah. Um, Any type of plugs or any social media handles or anything you want to give the people out there? Yeah, follow me. uh, Follow me, my personal account, Kevin Barry Coleman. And then follow me at uh, Shoot the Breeze. It's a boxing fan page, you know, promote fights, you know. And uh, really hype it up a little bit. Shoot the breeze and Kevin Barry Coleman. Hey, so and then I think you brought somebody else here with you. So you can you give us a little bit of a background on, on who you got here? Yeah, you know, uh, I brought my buddy Eric Nolan, you know, okay. a.k.a. Nighttime Nolan. That's okay. His right there. <laughs> Eric no- Nighttime Nolan, you know, he's uh, he's been a very close buddy of mine. You know, we uh, we met each other from uh, wrestling, actually. Okay. And, uh, you know, we got close and stuff like that. He's actually, you know, he's fighting MMA now. He's got a big fight coming up. You know, we, we're in the gym together, too. You know, we're best friends, mm-hmm. but, you Sparring know. Sparring partners. <laughs> when, we, when we spar, we're not friends. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, but, yeah, that's my boy, and uh, he, he's here today, too. So, he's going to tell you a little about himself, too. All right, dope, man. So, once again, thank you so much for coming right, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, guys. Hell, yeah. And uh, we'll have you on back at the end of the show. But uh, I guess it's time to bring on Nitra, right? Yeah, here we go. Let's get it, Nighttime. All right, so here we go. Give it up, guys, for Nighttime. Chris Nolan! Ooh, what's up, my guy? What's up, man? How, How you feeling thanks today, man? Thanks for having man? me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing good, too, man. I'm glad to have you on here, bro. So I know you gave us a little bit of a background on you, but can you tell the people out there who is Chris Nolan? Eric. Eric Nolan. Eric, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Damn it, Eric Nolan. <laughs> it must have been those shots that, uh, that Mickey gave us beforehand, right? So what's up, Eric? Tell me. What's up, man? Um... I mean, I was born and raised in Edison, New Jersey, you know, awesome. just, like, just like you. Um, you know, after high school, I joined the Marine Corps mm-hmm. as an infantryman. And how my fighting career started is through there. Like, I just, you know, I found a big love for it. I saw Kevin boxing at home, and I was like, I was jealous. I was like, oh, man, I was like, I should be there with him. Mm. Like, I should be there training with him. Like, that's my boy. That's my best friend. Um yeah, and that's how I started fighting. You know, I got out. I go to Monmouth University now. Dope, so man. So I'm, I'm starting school, too. Mm-hmm. And, so I go to school and I fight. that's crazy to be doing school and fighting, too, man. Yeah. That's, that's wild, bro. I mean, let's put it this way. That takes an extreme amount of dedication, bros. But, you know, I know we talked a little bit about how Kevin, how he got started with boxing. And, you know, you talked a little bit about how, you know, you were in the Marine Corps and it really got you into MMA. But, you know, how much really – does that do you you know still take from what you learned in the Marine Corps when you transition that into the MMA? Uh, you know, when you, it's it's like it's kind of like a life thing, you know. Like I wrestled in high school, 
I didn't do everything I wanted to accomplish. Mm. You know, I always had that like a little bit of regret. Like, what if I, what if I trained harder? Like, mm. what if I kept going? And, um, when I was in the Marines, you know, all you do is train, you train, train, you train for that big fight. And for me, it didn't happen. God bless, mm. you know, but I was like, you know, what? I'm so young. I'm so athletic now. Like I'm feeling myself. I grew into my body. I was like, I, I got to fight. Yeah. You know, I got, you know, I got to shoot for the stars, land on the moon type thing. Yeah. And that's, that's where it all started. And seeing Kevin start boxing, like I remember I came home from the Marines and instead of spending time with my family, I drove up all the way to Rhode Island and watch him box. Wow. That's a real friend right yeah. there, man. I, I drove all the way up there. I watched him box and I was like, I was like, I got to do this. You got like, Ish that says, Eric is built like a tank. So, you know I, mean? <laughs> so, I guess these things still <laughs> built, man. But yeah, uh, the, the crazy thing is, when I was in high school, I was a skinny little twig, man. <laughs> I was a skinny little twig. Everybody was like, like, oh, yeah, like Eric Nolan, like, you know. And part of that, I was like, I got to be better than what these people think, you know. Mm. I got to keep going. Well, shit, I mean, you're 4-0 right now, so can you talk a little bit about, like, you know, how you kind of got to 4-0, and how does it feel to be undefeated in the MMA right now, man? Um, I mean, I'm nowhere where I want to be. I'm nowhere even close to where I want to be. Like, even, like, the, the record's 4-0. and It's great. Like, right now I'm ranked number one in New Jersey. Wow. It's great, but. Big time, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, I try not to pay attention to it. You know, I got a lot of people that support me and a lot of people, especially in Edison, that, you know, they want me to make it. Facts. They don't want me to be that Edison kid that, you know, fell short. Yeah. Hey. And But then again, there's a lot of people out there that they want to see you lose. Oh, you know, yeah. That's the biggest thing in fighting is they want to see you lose. Yeah. You know? I, I could totally dig that because, you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that support this show, but, you know, there's also some people that are still waiting for us to not have an episode that week. So, you know, I totally feel you on that. But, you know, when you when you're able to push through, I'm sure that that success that you have when they raise their hand for you makes it all that worth it, you know. But, um, you know, you're definitely fighting here for a championship title coming up. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, that and, you know, when's that going to be? So that's kind of a new thing. Um I went down to Miami to train with one of my buddies, uh, Richie Lewis. Shout out to him. He's fighting soon. March okay. 28th. That's going to be a Richie big fight. Um, I was down there training, and then I got a call like as I was about to come home, and they were like, hey, like we got a title fight for you wow. in uh, CFFC. It's, it's still an amateur fight, mm -hmm. but um, I'm looking to break that amateur like level. I'm trying to go pro. Mm -hmm. That's like I want to be the best of the best. Oh, yeah. So this title fight's that next step for me so training um kevin hasn't been in the gym in a little bit but i know he's gonna come back for me oh um, yeah there you go and, and it's cool when you have those you know friends that are able to push you and get you to the place that, that you need to go man so you know i know you guys talked about you know the sparring that you had done but can you talk about what that means to you to have someone that you're so close to that you spar with and you can get productive you know reps out of i mean it, it to me it means everything mm. you know because you know sparring's sparring's weird like it's <laughs> it's very weird like you're going against a guy you're like punching him in the face yeah. and it's like sometimes you go too hard sometimes you go too light and you got to find that medium mm -hmm. but with kevin i know like days i could be like all right bro like <laughs> this is it like yeah yeah i remember the first time i had like my horror sparring day it was me and kevin last round and i remember he cracked me 
And then I cracked him, and at the end of the round, we were both, like, spinning Woozy around. And, shit. <laughs> and my coach is sitting there, like, he was like, that would have sold tickets pay-per-view. Like, <laughs> so, but, no, it, it really does mean a lot that I have Kevin in my corner, especially. Yeah. And, you know, that that that's that's huge, bro. Um, I know, he, you know, Kevin talked about he got the corner one of your fights one time, too. So, like, you know, when you're in the ring, and I know I asked this to Kev, and we all know all fighters are different, but, you know, when you step in that MMA ring, you know, and they close that cage, you know, what's going through your mind and, like, what's your mentality when they shut those doors? Oh, that's that's another tough it, – it all becomes a blur at first, but then um, when you're in the – when I enter – I'm so nervous walking into that cage. Mm. You know, walking in, it's like where I, my stomach is – I feel like it's going to blow up. When the cage shuts – and the referee, like, are you ready? It's just lights out. Like, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm so focused. I'm so honed in. Like, I feel at home. Mm. I really do. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just in my blood, but I really feel at home. Um, so that's that's that. Hey, well, you know, that, that's, that's a good, easy feeling to have, you know, when you're at ease in there. Because I know, you know, a lot of people say they get nervous, and sometimes those nerves can get the best of you. But, you know, if you have that, that easy feeling enter into it, that makes you a dangerous man, yo. Yeah. But um, it, it's good to be nervous. It, it, <laughs> if you're not nervous, you don't care. True, true. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'd be lying if anybody that walks into the cage says, "Oh no, I'm not nervous." They're lying, <laughs> right to your face. Like, Facts. They're nervous. Now, I guess that there's also different, definitely different styles of MMA, and some people's, you know, center themselves around a certain style. You know, how would you describe your fighting style when you enter an octagon? Are you like a jiu-jitsu guy or, you know, you're a judo guy? What type of fighter are you, would you say? So if you've watched my last four fights, you would, you would, you're going to be like, oh, he, this kid only knows how to wrestle and do a little bit of jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been a whole year since my last fight because of the COVID pandemic. And I really took that time during COVID instead of, you know, keep practicing the stuff I'm comfortable with and doing. Um, my coach really brought me out of that. He, I was like, look, I need a strike because when I'm striking, I feel super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So if you watch this next fight, I feel like you're, you're most likely going to see a lot of Ooh, my striking. Okay. It's a new style that, um, it just happened, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I didn't try to fight a certain way. Like I was just sparring one day and it all clicked. Like mm. I was beating guys. I normally don't. Nice. I was tagging people up and I was like, this is my style. And you know, me and my coach, we built upon that. So, like, you know, when you talk about transitioning to that, you know, how hard was that? And, like, you know, what were the kind of the steps that you kind of had to take outside of just sparring to, you know, become a better striker? A lot of time. A lot, <laughs> a lot of time and hours and, like, stuff that doesn't make sense. You're like, why am I doing this? Like, I feel like I'm going to get ripped, you mm -hmm. know? But you keep doing it, and then, like, eventually, like, you're sparring and you see it. You're like, wow, like, I could – hit him with a one, two, like whatever, the combination you're practicing. And, um, I started kicking a lot. Kicking has made my punches a lot more comfortable. Mm. And it's weird. A lot of fighters are like, that's like the what, but I started noticing I'm better with my kicks than I am my hands. Mm. So I started throwing a couple, uh, punch combinations mm -hmm. into kick combinations. And then I'll throw a kick out there and then I'll land more punches. And it just, uh, it all ties in together. You can't, can't be predictable and you can't be basic Facts. in MMA. You really can't. And you have to constantly adapt. 
and mid round. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen that with, what, Connor just this past weekend. We got knocked out by Dustin. And you talk about how important those leg kicks are. I mean, Dustin destroyed his leg. And, and, you know, we saw that, you know, with him not being able to check those, you know, he pretty much was on wobbly legs after he got a couple of those shots. So can you kind of talk about, you know, I know there's definitely different styles as far as checking kicks too. So, like, what is, like, your main way that you try to check a kick and how important do you think it is to check those leg kicks? It's it's very important. And a lot of people are like, oh, like, Dustin, like, Connor's done. He doesn't want to be there. I'm like, have you ever been kicked in your calf? Like, <laughs> yo, I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, he doesn't care about fighting anymore. And like, yo. <laughs> and I guarantee you every single gym, including the one I'm training at, we've been practicing those leg kicks before that even happened. But – you get kicked in the calf hard. Like, it really does throw you off. Like, your weight, your balance, everything's everything's all over the place. And it's very hard to box mm. when, you, when you have all that blood rushing through that leg and you're, like, you're limping. And I felt like as soon as Connor sat down after round one and he was already blasted with those leg kicks, he was he was done. Yeah, he was he's done right finished. there. He sat down and then he started to feel it. Yeah. You know? And you, I think you could see it, too, because he didn't even want to sit down on the stool. He was standing up no, from all that yeah. pain. But um, I think that it's a good point to also talk about, too. Like, you know, when Dustin kind of, you know, saw that he was on those wobbly legs, he, you know, he went for the finish. Like, you know, what do you look for in a fight to where you can see, like, you know, this guy's almost done. Let me let me put him down. Like, what, what do you look for there? For me, it's instincts right mm-hmm. now. It's instincts. Like, my technique is – it still has miles to go, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, even in sparring, I see certain things. I know when I hit somebody hard, I know like when I throw a punch and if I take some off of it, cause mm-hmm. it's my boy sparring partner, I know that like, Oh shit. If I threw that, like you would have hurt that man. I would have hurt him. So it's little things you see. Like at first I didn't see it for the first whole year of my training. Like I've never like saw it. Now I'm starting to get comfortable with getting hit, mm-hmm. comfortable with slipping, dodging, moving. And I see these things and it's instinctual for me right now still but those guys at at Dustin Poirier's level like they they know the damage there that's done like they know that hey if he takes five of those calf kicks there's no way he's gonna be able to box me like he used to Mm -hmm. and that's what happened Dustin he had very he had confidence in his game plan yeah they created a blueprint like this is how we're gonna beat Conor McGregor Mm -hmm. and they did that and they executed it Flawlessly, and I'm a huge McGregor fan. Uh, yeah, it, it so, was tough to see him in there, yeah. you know, get beat, man. But you know, we know that Connor's nickname is notorious. You know, Dustin Poirier is the diamond. You know, where did nighttime kind of come for <laughs> for you here? Were now, you just putting a, guys to sleep? This is, a, <laughs> this, is a, this is a funny story. So, um, I was searching for a nickname. I'm like, you know, I need a nickname. You know, like mm-hmm. Eric Nolan just. It's like boring. Like no one's gonna <laughs> buy tickets to that. Right. Let's go see Eric Nolan. <laughs> so my boy, uh, they call him Nikki Nighttime. Okay, Nikki Nighttime, and we're out drinking in Seaside. Uh, this is I just got back from the Marine Corps. I just okay. won my first fight. And Dope. Then, you know, Nikki Nighttime. He was like, "Yo," I was like, "He goes, what about Nighttime Nolan?" And I was like, I was drunk as shit, and I was yeah. like. I was like, "Dude, that's sick!" And then it just kind of everybody started picking up on it, mm-hmm. and. Just rock with it. Hey, I like that, man. Nighttime Nolan, bro. So, you know, with a name like that, you're going to have to start putting people to sleep, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, out of those four fights, you know, did you finish, finish all of those fights? Did you finish any of those? Were they decisions? So, I have two first-round finishes by, by submission. Okay. Uh, my second and third fight. 
first fight went the distance, mm-hmm. and my last fight I just had went the distance as well. So, I, I think that's definitely something to talk about too. Like, you know, how is it to? Because I know a lot of fighters they talk about, oh, he can he can't go, you know, five rounds. Oh, he can't go three rounds. The fights can't go the distance. You know, at what point in the fight do you kind of know that it's gonna go the distance? And like, how do you mentally prepare yourself to go the distance in a fight? Um, well, the preparation for going the distance is it's all through like training and sparring and like having your, like, I'm blessed to have the coach I have. Mm-hmm. Like he don't care if you're dog <laughs> tired, he's going to keep putting you in there. And then if you do, if you do shitty and you're looking like shit, he'll tell you. And that's what you need. Um, I'm blessed. My first four fights, I had Kevin in my training camps. And when you have that training partner that is not going to let you give up he's going to keep pushing you it, it gets you it gets you ready for that oh, and yeah. it's also kind of a marine corps mindset like never i'm never going to quit during a fight like Facts. i'm going out on my i'm going out on my shield you know mm-hmm. so that's pretty much it like i said it's it's in my blood you just got to have it hey you know you can't teach heart that's no. like a big thing you can't teach heart you either got it or you don't and i'm when you have two kids like me and Kevin, like we ain't stopping until we're dead. Facts, so. man. Yo, and that that goes a long way. You know, they say the heart of a champion, and you know we can see that heart, you know, beating right through you, man. So you know, it's definitely dope to to see that you know someone as passionate as you have for this MMA. But not only that, but you know, a lot of times we see guys and. You know, they don't really necessarily fight for the right reasons, you know, and their head might not be in the right place, you know, to go into these fights. So, you know, it's good to see that, you know, you have you're in the right space and you're in the right place. And, you know, a lot of times they talk about just how important it is to have the right team around you. So aside from, you know, having Kevin, you know, and having also those coaches, you know, just how important is it to have that team around you to where, you know, you are able to give your best into these fights? I think it's the most underrated and the most important thing to have is Mm. the right coaches, uh, the right training partners, the right people around you. Uh, You know, there's this fame. There's this famous saying, it's uh, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Oh, and I like I like to relate that to fighting, like show me your team and I'll show you your future. If you have a team that doesn't want to be there, I call them clout fighters. Oh, you have a bunch of clout fighters in there. Like, that's not good. You Mm -hmm. need to get out of there ASAP. Yeah. Um. I trained at Dante Rivera's gym okay. in uh, Freehold. Dante was in the UFC, so oh, he nice. knows what it's like to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, my main coach, who like found me in New Jersey, Ash. Um, you know he don't he don't he's not training us to fight in a cage. Yeah. You know he's training us for like real street. Like you're in the street and you need to defend yourself, defend your family. That's what he's training us for. Mm-hmm. And he em- he puts an exclamation point on that. The cage is just the proof in the pudding, like, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but through that, you know, we started to get new guys like, um, my boy Luke, who's fighting next month. Okay. Nick, who's both the Knicks that are fighting next month. Um, we have Phil, Matt and Nick Caracappa. They're all brothers. Oh man. They're in there and they're, they're about it. That's their life. Their life has been a fight just Mm -hmm. like me and Kevin's and having them in that gym, having them push us every day. It's it's really big. It's the most important thing in fighting, I think. Yeah, and I, I really like what you said there, where you know you show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Because at the end of the day, you know they say you know you are a representation of who the people you have around you, man. So you know, like I said, it's dope 
that you have this mentality and that we can both share this the fact that we're from Edison, man. And you know, I know a lot of people that kind of dismiss it and say, "Oh, I'm not from here." And you know, I've you know kind of worn this as a shield, man. And you know, even with this show highlighting different people from Edison, so you know, just how much does being from Edison mean to you, you know, entering the fight game and, you know, just when you go out to different places? Yeah, you know, like like I said, this was dropped on me last minute. Mm-hmm. Like, Kevin was like, yo, like, I'm doing this podcast tonight. Like, like come with me. I want to bring up, like, another fighter. Like, you're fighting still, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the selling point was, like, he's from Edison. Like, you know? Like, Facts. if you weren't from Edison, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was like, I just – I was on my way to training. When he called me up, and I was like, you know what? Like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. Had plans. I was like, screw him. This is, you know, Edison. Edison Hell helps. Yeah. Edison helps Edison. That's for sure. And I think that that's a huge, um, a huge point for people to understand because you know you have to understand we're on live here, and I have you know my friends, family, and on Instagram as well too. But the the vast majority of the people that listen to and watch the show aren't from Edison. So to be able to, you know, I constantly say it on these different episodes, just what it means to be from here and to highlight different people and to show the different type of support. Because without the support of my hometown and the place where I lay my head, you know, I wouldn't have had, you know, so many t-shirts. I wouldn't be able to have you on here or get the 10,000 downloads. So, you know, being from Edison is something that, you know, means a lot to me. And it's something that I try to convey to other people through here just how important it is to to be from here and and to wear that on your sleeve. So, you know, I I just appreciate you for sharing that same mentality, man, because it's something that I take with me onto these episodes, too. Yeah, it's it's something that like, you know, when I'm laying down at night, like before fight, like, you know, I always have these negative thoughts like, you know, what if I get knocked out in front of all my friends, family, people Mm -hmm. that support me, you know, especially for medicine. It always comes back to like, you know, I was a nobody. I was yeah. no, and I, but I was from Edison, mm-hmm. so I knew that was something, and it just grew with me, and I'm gonna grow with Edison, and Edison's gonna grow with me. It's just how it works. Hey, big oh, facts, man. <laughs> and you know, with Eric, you know, being here and you know representing the MMA, you know, I asked it to Kevin. I was like, you know, what's your favorite fighter? You know, who's somebody influenced you? Is there someone in the UFC or any MMA fighters that have kind of influenced you, or that you know some of your favorites? You know, I I am just like him, man. But mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, even though he's not an MMA fighter, okay, that Mike Tyson mentality it's 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 amazing. And um, UFC like UFC wise, I've never been. A, I was never a fan. I never ha- hopped on the bandwagon mm-hmm. of Khabib. What you're not a fan of Khabib? I, I, I wasn't. Wow. I wasn't. But I you know what I saw I saw what he did. And I saw what he did with the sport. I saw what he did outside of the sport. Mm-hmm. That's that was that's what sold me. You know, um, I wasn't a fan. I was a Conor McGregor fan. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, let's go, like fighting Irish. And then um, Khabib beat him, and I was like, all right, like. And I kept betting against Khabib. Oh man, I kept doing it. And I was one of the. I was like, nah, he ain't winning. He ain't winning. He ain't winning. Yeah. And then um, I saw all the great things he's doing for his country, and I kind of think like, you know, that's what I want to do with my talent at first, you mm-hmm. know, and then get bigger. Um, yeah. So Khabib has has been recently the biggest um, influence on me in fighting. Well, that's big, man, because the eagle, you know. He, he, he's definitely a special fighter, and he's somebody that we're going to talk about for, you know, many times to come, man. But, 
You know, it's those type of fighters or those generational fighters that we're blessed to, you know, be able to see fight and have influenced the fight game, man. And, you know, there's somebody, he's definitely somebody that, you know, if he does step back in the octagon, I will be 100% tuned in, man. Just like when this guy Eric Nolan fights, man. So, uh, you know, before we, you know, hop off here and go into the beer review, um, I just want to ask you, you know, if there was something that, you know, you could change or anything that, you know, kind of happened that you could kind of go back on and, and try and alter from your fight career, is there anything that you would change or anything different that you would do? I wouldn't change a thing. Ooh. I would not change a thing. I mean, Kevin said it before, but you win or you learn. Um, I'm blessed right now not to have a uh, not to have a lesson handed to me yet. Yeah. yeah. It's never a loss. It's always a lesson. Mm-hmm. So. I'm blessed right now. I'm staying focused. I'm staying surrounded by the same people that are going to get me to that next level I need to get. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to give back to them and to everybody that supported me. Hey, and you know, that that's that's very commendable because I think a lot of people, um, you know, when they get to certain places, you know, one of the things that they want to do is think about uh, things that they could do and things that they could change. And, you know, when you have that forward mentality or you have that, that type of um, – you know, that, that desire to continue to move forward and, and put things behind you. I mean, the, the, then there's no place but to go up, man. So you know, I think you have a bright future, Eric. You know, I, I'm very happy to have you here on the show and talking that talk, bro. Um, Thank you. Nah, for real, man. Um, this is a great episode. I mean, you have people that are saying, you know, this is, this is awesome. Um, you know, you have Kevin Kowarski, who's really enjoying himself here. But, um, you know, for those people out here, you know, like I said, you know, I'm continuing to try and try and find different ways to engage you guys, find different uh, people that you want to have here on the show and and give you different perspective on what else is out there. You know, I think that, you know, a lot of times, especially here in this pandemic, we're so comfortable within our bubble and staying within doing the things that we want to do. So, you know, I think to your point of just getting out there and trying something different, you never know what, you know, passion that can lead to. And maybe you could be an MMA fighter like Eric, man. But, you know, the main thing is just finding something that you're passionate about and just taking that first step because, you know, you can't get to the end of the road without getting on the road first. So, you know, once again, thank you so much for coming here on the show, Eric. Thank you. Um, one, one quick thing before we show, um, you know, you want to try this beer out with me? This beer yeah, review? let's do it. You want to come back it. on here, Kev, for the beer review? All right, we'll slide on over. <laughs> So this beer that we have here today, guys, (laughs) this beer that we have here is a Peroni. Uh, For a lot of those people that don't know, Peroni is one of my favorites that's kind of comparable to a Stella. So for those people that don't know, you know, we're going to try it out here today. So we're going to have you. You're the MMA guy. If you go out the can, you're good to go. But, um, yeah, man, I got my nice little mug here, but, you know, this is one of my favorite beers when I when I want to, you know, get something else that's not just domestic or I don't want to be bougie getting with my IPAs and <laughs> <Italiano>. shit. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mickey. Yeah, it's an Italian beer. So, you know, this is uh, one of my favorites. Uh, you know, let's cheers it up for everybody else out there. Oh, what is it? Kevin Rose says, great episode, man. Chris Shank, you can't get to the end of the road if you get on the road first. I like that shit. Hey, come on, man. Trademark it, baby. We're talking that talk, dog. But, um, yeah, guys, thank you so much, everybody out there. Raise your drink. Raise your glass, my boy. Over here, Eric Nolan and my boy, Kevin Barry Coleman. Cheers up. And let's have some Peroni, guys. Yep. Peroni.
That's good stuff, man. That's good. Yeah. Hey, so if you had this uh, scale from one to ten, what would you what would you give this, guys? You know, second sip, real quick. Oh, second sip. Okay, second sip. Hey, one, si- right. hey, one, one sip. Everybody knows. <laughs> one sip. Everybody knows the rules. I never had. You know, I never had this beer before, but I, I honestly like it a lot, man. I'm gonna give it. a a solid eight, honestly. Oh, okay. Solid I like that a lot, eight. you know. All right, all right. But you know, then again, though, I'm also Irish. I like anything, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You give me, you give me some skunk beer or anything like that, I'll drink it, man. I don't even care. Hey, I'm the same way. I, when we used to fall asleep and I'd have warm beers, my friends would always make fun because I'd still be drinking the floor. It's like, yo, you fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Eric, what would you say, man? When you get this beer? I mean, Kevin's a little nicer than me. So, but I'm going to give it a seven. I like okay. it a lot. I like it a lot. All um, right. Zach Dunsavage says, Kevin's drunk already. It takes me a lot to get drunk now. Off beard, off beard, no. But you give me liquor, I can't handle my liquor too well, hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. He's capping, he's capping. He's capping. No, I'm not capping now. He's capping for the He's capping for the grip. Yeah, no, no. T- that tequila didn't get me, man. You also, but also before the show started, you know, he get how how your shot was like this big, bro. Oh, bro, he, the shots were like this big. I, yeah. I was like, yo, I had to chase the shot with Corona. You yeah, know yeah. Man? that's what, still finishing the chase. That's here, why man. you know, like my my brother said, he travels a lot, man. He can he can do all that, man. He he, yeah. he likes the tequila, bro. He he got he got back from Mexico not too long ago, so all he was drinking is uh, tequila, bro. So <laughs> hey. We- we're gonna, we're gonna have to have Mickey Coleman here on another episode for sure, man. But you know, in closing, I'll definitely give this beer a solid eight as well too. Um, you know, like I said, I love Stella, I love you know Corona, all those beers, but Peroni's just that nice crisp difference for me, you know. But uh, like I said, this is the Talk That Talk show. Uh, thank you so much, to everybody that's tuned in. We gotta thank our sponsors before we head out of this show. Shout out to VW Liquors located in Wick Plaza, Edison, New Jersey. Let's go, Mets! Let's go, Mets! Come on, man! Come on, yeah! Yeah, man. Come on, man. Yo, Kevin's from Queens. My mom's side is from Queens. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. We're going to have to. Let's go, Mets! Let's go, Mets! One more time. Can't can't switch up on the. Yo, I don't. I don't. We got to stop it, otherwise Eric's going to go MMA mode and start choking people out, man. We got to chill. That's like the Mets, I don't follow baseball at all, you know, but, like, like my family, my mom's from Queens, and my grandma's from Queens. I was like, I didn't even follow baseball at all, but my grandma's a Mets fan. She's Ooh. like, oh, you like the Mets. I was like, I don't even follow the Mets, but I'm a Mets fan. Hey, so. there you go, Kev. See, I knew I liked Kev. I knew I liked this guy. Shout out to Air We Are, located in the south side. Best air conditioning and heating needs that you need. Also want to give a shout out to 19... Um, 13 and a half clothing company. My boy Angelo's doing great things. Shout out to Skydive Socks. My boy Savion also doing incredible things in the custom game. Uh, 91s.com. They got the best acid wash apparel in the game. Uh, Ink Parlor. My boy Timmy Hugel. He's doing. Oh, it was your birthday. Shout out to my boy Timmy Hugel. Um, one of the coolest ball dudes you'll ever meet. Is <laughs> what I tell you. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to do half the things that we've done as far as these OG releases without him. So, you know, once again, thank you again to you, Timmy Hugo. Love you, brother. Happy birthday. And I still hate you for sweeping my team last week. I owe you one, bro. <laughs> That's a bowling thing. He beat us bad, so I owe him one for that. Um, also, want to give a shout-out to uh, my boy, 
over at Ink Parlor. Like I said, one more time for my boy Timmy Hugo. It's his birthday. Love him so much. Shout out to Joe Snow and Maria over at New York Life, helping people to get their financial freedom every single day. And like I said, this is the Talk That Talk Show, guys. And, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for each and every one of you guys tuning in. Um, you guys are the reason why we made it to 10,000 downloads. And you're the reason why you know, people like Eric Nolan and Kevin Barry Coleman are here to come on the show and, and give you guys a piece of them and, and show them what they're about, man. Um, I have the best fans in the game, and you guys are the reason why we got the best podcast in the game. Talk that talk. Man. Talk just a podcast it's a movement i'll see you guys next friday love you all shout out once again to my boy eric nolan and kevin barry coleman for coming on here and absolutely rocking the show we're gonna go drink maybe we'll have some drinks afterwards all right so find out stay tuned you might see us around in the south side love you guys <laughs> and that is